the volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like Ford FX helps students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places. The Colin Cowherd Podcast brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel. More ways to win. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Wednesday Morning Podcast. I love doing these. We're going to have author Lars Anderson. He's had all sorts of New York Times bestsellers. He wrote a book about last year's Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, Antonio Brown. Great stories about the championship. I can't wait to have him on. Uh, I wanted to talk about two or three different things. First of all, it's remarkable to me that people struggle with stuff that they experience in their own life. You've dated people in your life, perhaps married. You're both good people. And the fit eventually just doesn't work. You know that fit matters. You've worked at companies. You're talented enough. It's not a terrible company. The fit doesn't work. But yet, when I suggested that OBJ was just a bad fit with a young Baker Mayfield. I'm not blaming anybody. People thought it was a hot take. It's not a hot take. They don't fit. And the data suggests they have never fit. You know, I'll I'll give you a great example. A show that most of us have watched, Saturday Night Live. Larry David, really a comedic genius, helps create Seinfeld, does create Curb Your Enthusiasm two of the more iconic, seminal comedy shows of my lifetime. He quit after a year on Saturday Night Live because he only got one sketch on the show. He was a bust. Robert Downey Jr. lasted a season. Sarah Silverman didn't work. Ben Stiller lasted four episodes. 
Yet there have been kind of hacky comedians who do impressions that are big hits on Saturday Night Live. You have to have the right comedic fit to work on that show. That's OBJ. OBJ was a, at the time he moved to Cleveland, was a big star. Supermodels in hotel rooms in Paris, New York Giants, houses in Hollywood. And I had talked to him. I remember where I was standing in Park City, Utah when he called me and we, we talked during FaceTime. He didn't want to go to Cleveland. He had no interest in Cleveland. He had told me the places he was interested in. And then like three weeks later, he ended up in Cleveland. It, the, we just knew it just wasn't the right fit. Baker wasn't the right fit. And I'm always surprised when, you know, people bristle at that suggestion. We've all had relationships. We've all worked at companies. It just doesn't work. And for OBJ, it never, ever, ever, all the data tells you, Baker literally this year has a 50% completion rate when targeting OBJ and a 72 passer rating when targeting OBJ, the lowest of any receiver on the Browns roster. As Belichick says, it's not about collecting talent. It's about building a team. So when the Rams go out and get Vaughn Miller, they essentially won the trading deadline. And, you know, I think there's a lot of things at work here. And one of them that I think the Rams really feel good about not only their culture, but their conditioning and how they treat their players physiologically. So the sport is changing in football, right? It, it used to be the idea of getting married for the first time in your 40s was just ludicrous. You know, people got married in their 20s, early 20s. And then it was like, whoa, you waited till you were like 33 to get married? People now get married in their 40s. They live their lives. Ages change. People, you know, 65 years old, you retired. In my industry, Vin Scully and Regis Philbin were in their late 70s and still, in my opinion, thriving on the air. People live longer. We eat better. And Lawrence Taylor is the greatest defensive player ever. But Lawrence Taylor, the last three years in the NFL, there was a major drop-off. By 31, he was, to a large degree, not close to the same player. He retired at 34. But it's changed. First of all, teams don't hit during practice. Starters don't play in the preseason. The collisions for offensive players aren't nearly as punitive. Von Miller's 32. There's no 21, 22, 23-year-old college football players, especially when you're the Rams, and don't have a first-round pick. And you'll probably be drafting near the bottom of the second round. Tell me a college player at the bottom of the second round that's going to come in and play for the Rams, because that's where they draft now. And Von Miller's 32, barring a serious injury, could have three more years of high-quality football left. Ages change. Nutritional standards Tom Brady, at 44 years old, they're doing studies this year on the velocity of his football and the release of it. It's faster than it was 20 years ago. That's the world we live in. The Miami Dolphins are taking some heat for allowing the Deshaun Watson trade rumors to go public. And in the process, perhaps damage Tua's confidence. Something to remember about this is that when you get into a negotiation with somebody, there's agents involved on both sides. 
There's players on both sides. There's owners. There's GMs. It's hard to keep things quiet. The leaks were never coming from the Miami Dolphins. They had nothing that they could have won with any of that information going public. The information was coming from Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans. They were trying to create a larger market for Deshaun Watson. And so the Dolphins, I think, started understanding they were negotiating against themselves in the last two weeks. And that gave the Dolphins a lot more leverage. In fact, according to multiple reports, the Dolphins went from having to give up three or four first-round picks and three players to three first-round picks and just two players. Why? Because there was nobody else in the bidding. So the Texans for the last month have been trying to create a market for Deshaun Watson. How? Leak that the Dolphins are interested. Leak that Caroline is interested. So that's first. You can't blame the Dolphins because somebody else leaks a story. The second thing to realize is if Tua can't overcome rumors, he's not built to be a Super Bowl champion quarterback. If, if press clippings and rumors of other players coming to your team threatens you or erodes your confidence, you're not the guy. Okay, If anything, that sort of stuff should put a massive chip on the shoulder of Tua who came from a profoundly dominant high school program, a profoundly dominant college program. It's been kind of easy in terms of supporting cast. He probably needs a little chip on his shoulder. This is the first time he hasn't had significantly better players around him, and his teammates did not vote him captain. So obviously, from a leadership standpoint, he's not clicking with teammates. Don't blame teams if stuff gets out. Agents love salaries, and their clients on the market getting out. It drums up business. He's a New York Times bestselling author of 12 books, A Season in the Sun, the inside story of Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, and the making of a champion. And I, Lars Anderson had previously written a book, co-authored with Bruce Arians three or four years ago called The Quarterback Whisper. And so what I find interesting is the relationship, Lars, that you have with Bruce. And we were talking as we were preparing for this interview today that if you wrote the story of this season, it's ludicrous. Uh, Brady misses out on 1,500 snaps. We're in a pandemic. Uh, he walks into a house of a stranger looking for Byron Leftwich. <laughs> um He's doing he's doing high school practice. Uh, he creates practices at a high school football field that a local affiliate gets uh, on video from a helicopter. Uh, not sure he got in trouble with that or not. The whole thing was sort of make it up as they go. And I wondered when, with your relationship with Bruce Arians, when it was all said and done, was even Bruce a little surprised. I mean, it, it looked so chaotic on that Thursday night in Chicago. Uh, it was like almost duct taping things together week to week with your relationship with Bruce when it was all over. A little surprised, a scale of one to ten, a three. I mean, it, it is almost a ludicrous, hard to believe script in what happened. Yeah, uh, especially one with how the season started. 
uh, going into New Orleans and getting thumped and Tom throws a pick six and throws another interception and and then Bruce uh, publicly criticizes Tom. And uh, everybody is already like, oh, uh, in the national media, the the marriage is over. It's dead. <laughs> and uh, and then when they're seven and five going into the bye, there were uh, some pundits who uh, were calling for Bruce's job saying, hey, uh, this isn't working. Uh, the, the Bruce Arians offense and the Tom Brady offense, absolutely not working. But, um, you know, they kept grinding away. And eventually, uh, as I said on your show the other day, and thank you for having me on in, uh, your show, and, and thank you for having me on your podcast, Colin. Uh, you've been a huge advocate for this book. I yeah. really appreciate it. I you really bet. appreciate it. Um, uh, you know, they had a, a melding of uh, of uh, Tom's preferred offense and, and BA's offense. Um, now, could Bruce have envisioned that they were going to be this good this fast? No. Uh, when they were seven and five, you know what Bruce was thinking? We're going to start preparing for next year. We're going to use these last games of the season to get ready for next year. He did not think he was going to click as quick as it did. And, you know, he didn't say that publicly, but that's what he was thinking privately. That's what he was saying to Jason Light, the, the general manager. He's like, hey, we're, we're one year away. But, you know, when he was recruiting Tom and then Tom uh, signs, one of the first things that Bruce said to Tom was, we are really good, but our players don't know it because of this culture of losing. And, uh, in, in, you know, Jameis Winston the previous year, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, uh, you know, in, in, in I, I, the, the last throw of Jameis's career uh, for Tampa was was a pick six in the shortest overtime game in the history of the NFL. And afterward, you could just see the exasperation on Bruce's face when he when he just said, you know, Jameis does so many great things, but he also does so many terrible things. And so Bruce knew in his own mind, he didn't share this with his assistant that he had to move on from Jameis and really who they were targeting was Teddy Bridgewater. They thought uh, Bridgewater is going to be our guy. He's, he's from Florida. He'll, he'll want to come back home. And, uh, and then slowly uh, they get word that, that Brady could be interested. And if you remember at the NFL combine, so this is pre pandemic. Yeah. Uh, all the coaches get their, their time up at the microphone, right? And uh, in front of the national media, and Bruce is asked, "Hey, who do you, who do you want who do you want to be your quarterback?" And he just said, "Tom Brady." You know, <laughs> and he had no idea. But you know what he was doing? He was sending a message that went all the way up to uh, New England and and through the uh, the big iron gates of, of Tom's mansion, letting Tom know and Tom's agent Don Lee. We want Tom. You know, that's interesting. The, the, the ghost of Belichick, as I read the book, uh, you can kind of feel it in the pages, is that um, every great coach, Lars, has a weakness. And with Belichick, I think it's often with skill people. He's a defensive coach. He's missed on a lot of wide receivers in the league, in college. Uh, he struggled with tight end drafts, uh, running back drafts, very hit and miss. Um, and I could make the argument 
that he missed on Brady, that he thought it was about Tom aging, and it was really a lack of self-reflection, that he had created such a poor group of skill people. Um, as I read the book, I, I, I wonder deep down when you did this book and talked to Tom, and Tom has the proverbial chip on the shoulder, but I wonder when Tom at some point in New England realized we just can't draft receivers. Even now, with the 200, 300 million in free agency, it still remains the weakest receiving core in the league. So even when acquiring Mohamed Sanu for a second or third round pick, Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bort, he's still not good at it. They still have nobody that separates. Do you think, you know, in your book, Tom makes the decision about a year out? But I wonder if he was having questions before that. I do. Uh, and, and look, Tom didn't dig deep on this with me. And, uh, and, and it wasn't like I spent a ton amount of time with Tom for this book, but pretty much everybody around him. Uh, I think, Colin, it can be distilled into something very simple. He did not feel appreciated by his boss. If, if it's me, right, you know, I want to be appreciated by my editors. Even Colin Coward, as successful as you are, you want to be appreciated right. for your job. And Tom did not feel appreciated. Uh, he would, he, uh, Belichick, who acts as the de facto GM, yeah. wouldn't give him the contract extension. And, um, you know, I, Belichick in Tom's mind was was ready to move on. And uh, in, in, you know, Tom's last throw, ironically enough, uh, I said Jameis Winston's last throw was a pick six. Tom's last throw as a Patriot was a pick six. And uh, as, as I mentioned uh, to you when we did the show, that Clyde Christensen and uh, and Jason Light and Bruce, they went back and analyzed every single throw that Tom made uh, uh, the previous two seasons. And they realized he, he still got it. He still got it. And eventually they put a radar gun on him, still got the same velocity that he had uh, in the prime of what we thought would be the prime of his athletic career. And they was, uh, the, the conclusion that they came to is just, just what you said, didn't have the weapons around him. So why does Tampa become so appealing? Well, for starters, they got Chris Godwin, they got Mike Evans, they got OJ Howard, they have a, a young, uh, really good offensive line. There was no promises that they were going to draft uh, Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa, but he becomes maybe the best uh, tackle in the in the best young tackle in the league. They certainly hit the ballpark out of that with with him, and uh, and then also a, a young aggressive defense and uh, a talented defense. And it, it took Tom to come in, and and this is what the the mandate from Bruce was: you can you need to make them know that they're good. And what did they, I mean, but Tom just walking into the building changed everything. And there's this one scene that I think is so powerful. It is when Tom and the players are out on the practice field for the first time. And it's just the trainers who can be out on the field. The, the coaching staff uh, is up on the second floor. Uh, there's a floor to ceiling windows and they are all basically like have their noses pressed to the window, 
right? It's like they're at the zoo trying to trying to trying to trying to look uh, trying to find you know the the the, the most incredible animal, right? At, at uh, in in the uh, in in the cage or whatever. And then Tom Brady walks out, and uh, they're just like, "Oh my God, he's really here! Oh my God, he's really here!" And even in that first practice, you could see uh, linemen if they uh, missed a block. Oh, sorry, Tom, not going to happen again. Sorry, Tom. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Wide receiver drops the ball. Tom, not going to happen again. Not going to happen again. So what, what I'm trying to say is nobody wanted to disappoint Tom because of his track record, his background, and the immense respect that uh, everyone had for him. And, and, and imagine how hard it is for Tom to come into a situation to be sort of the leader of the team. And he organized those offseason, uh, those workouts at that, uh, yep. at that high school uh, with Rob uh, Gronkowski coming. And, and um, you know, he, would, he, he was very demanding. But and he didn't really have a personal relationship with many of the guys. But suddenly you had DBs showing up because they wanted to be there. You had offensive linemen showing up. I mean, traveling across the country to be there. And it's all because of the respect for Tom. And, and truly, one person changed the entire culture, the entire focus of the organization. Are you ready to amp up the excitement every college football Saturday this year? All right. It's called Colin Cowherd's Saturday Spreads. It's on FanDuel. Free shot at big prices. Really simple. I choose 10 of college football's biggest matchups each week. Make your picks against the spread for each one. And the fans who get the most right win 5,000 bucks in prizes every damn week. All right, here's my FanDuel college football picks. We have hit five of our last six picks. I like Carolina to cover at home with a better quarterback against Wake Forest. Oregon to cover on the road, minus six and a half at Washington. Husky Stadium is now half empty. It's no longer a big home field advantage. Texas, a bit of a mess and reeling. Iowa State beats them by a couple of touchdowns at home. My FanDuel college football picks. And yes, I'm on a heater. All right, those will be three of the 10 picks. Go to fanduel.com slash Saturday spreads. Fanduel.com slash Saturday spreads. Or you can just download the Fanduel app. Check in, 5000 bucks every week in prizes. No purchase necessary. Age restrictions apply depending on location. Void where prohibited. See fanduel.com for terms and conditions. C O L A N, so they know I sent you exclusively on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia, or West Virginia. Refund issued as non withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max refund 10 bucks. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook. FanDuel.com. Same game parlay available for multiple sports in all states on mobile slash web. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Jersey, and Virginia. Or call 1 800 9 with it in Indiana. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Or go to 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Or call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. 
Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs. Even before you do, every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You know, it's interesting, Lars, that... Um during the pandemic, uh, some teams, even this year, the Colts struggled with it. Tampa never did. Um, there must have been messaging in your book, I think, with the COVID the first year. So that respect Tom brings into the table, I think, had great influence. Nobody's going to disrupt a game or a practice for Tom. But if you go back and remember, a lot of teams, there were many disruptions. And if I recall, the Buccaneers didn't have any COVID disruptions in a region, by the way, which was pushing back on some mandates and some vaccines. Take me to that process, because I think sometimes we're, we're removed from that now. But boy, that that year, we had games moved and canceled, Lars. Absolutely. And um, I mean, it started with Bruce. Right. And and I'll try to keep the language. Sure. Uh, I, this is uh, a podcast. Fire away. <laughs> I, 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 OK. I, I'll try to keep it as clean as possible. All right. But uh, first first staff meeting Bruce has with his coaches. Tom Moore is Bruce's top lieutenant. Yeah. 82 years old. Yep. Uh, former. Uh, I think he was either quarterbacks coach with Bruce uh, when they were at Indy together. Tom's a great guy, uh, and he's he's got so much knowledge, so many great stories. And uh, Bruce essentially said, if any of you MFs, talking to all the coaches, get me or Tom sick, I've got a gun. I'm going to shoot you in the knees. <laughs> okay? So it started with that. And then rob gronkowski signs and bruce has uh he had his reservations about rob party rob yeah because because when bruce was calling games uh for cbs he did a patriots game 
and he just he saw that Rob one couldn't get any separation. He had like all this body armor on. Yeah. He looked to Bruce like a broken player. Sure. And uh, in in uh, in retrospect, it was Jason Light and Bruce just taking Tom Brady's word on blind faith that Rob can still play because they didn't get a chance to work him out. Nothing. They but so they signed Rob. First day that uh, Rob comes into the building at one buck place. <laughs> this is one of my favorite stories in the entire book. There's signs everywhere outside of the elevator in the elevator. It says one person at a time in the elevator. And the coach's offices, again, are on the second floor. Rob is in the uh, in the elevator with a Bucks employee. The two come up. Doors open. Who's standing right there? But Bruce and Bruce is just like, you stupid motherfucker. And he is just going off on Rob. <laughs> Can't you read a fucking sign? Don't you know what the fuck this says? Pardon my language, but I'm just telling sure. you exactly what happened. And uh, Rob being so Bruce goes on and on and on. And in uh, and, and after uh, after Bruce is done with his diatribe, Rob gives this sort of, uh, you know, a goofy smile and says, Nice to meet you, Coach. <laughs> By the way, Gronk's first year, Lars, he still looked like a broken player. I think this year he looked – I mean, he looked like he'd worked out. I mean, if you remember, he came to Tampa the first four or five weeks. I mean, he it, he was a broken player. I mean, he there's something about that Tampa humidity, that Southern humidity, that Southern sum, because I thought this year he looked much more nimble, much twitchier than he did last year. You know, it was also – you know, I, one of the things I love about Arians, um, it's a very unique coaching staff. So Tom really didn't know Byron Leftwich. You, you know, he he probably I think he played against him at one point down in Jacksonville. And yep. then there was a woman on the staff, uh, two women. Um, he had previously hired the name Jen Welter in Arizona. Um, so talk about the coaching staff. Uh, Bowles, Todd Bowles, obviously faced Tom as the Jets head coach. It's a really unique staff. Did that make it easier, more difficult, you know, during the process of Tom? I mean, they joke about it's uh, their Temple South because Bruce's first head coaching job was at Temple back in the late 80s, I believe. And so many of the staff members have connections to, to Bruce going all the way back to Temple. And uh, Todd Bowles was his defensive captain there. Uh, Lori Locus, who you mentioned, uh, assistant D-line coach, uh, she went to Temple and was a student there and uh, several others. And also what's unique about the staff is uh, the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator, assistant head coach, all African-American. First time in NFL history that's happened. And uh, but all basically everyone on that staff had a previous relationship with Bruce. And that was one of Bruce's selling points to uh, the Glazers when he interviewed. By the way, when Bruce went in for his interview, you know what he carried with him? Not a three ring binder, not like a three year plan. He had his wallet and his keys. That's it. That is it. <laughs> you know, and, 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 and that's that's very rare. Right. 
And uh, I think he dropped his first F-bomb in about three minutes into the interview. But the Glazers had seen uh, the, um, I think, the Amazon series uh, All or Nothing. So they knew Bruce's uh, colorful language. Right. And uh, so they weren't shocked by that. And um, and so, yeah, so Bruce interviewed and he said, look, the stars have aligned because I can get Todd Bowles. I can get Byron Leftwich. Leftwich had been fired uh, from uh, after getting a very brief tryout as the OC in Arizona. And and Byron had run, uh, had been Bruce's quarterback in Pittsburgh. And and Bruce has and, and Bruce took the job on the condition. I should say Chris, Bruce's wife let Bruce take the job on the condition that he give up play calling duties because she was worried that he was going to basically stroke out on the sideline sure. because he'd be so get so stressed. But to Bruce, Byron can actually uh, call the offense better than him because even though he designed it, he never played it and left, which has played it. And not <laughs> only that left, which was the same style of quarterback as Brady, not mobile, have to make plays from the pocket yep. uh, and, and maneuver around. And so the two had so much in common. Um, and, and so Bruce knew everybody he wanted to hire right away. And, um, and, and funny thing is, like next day, uh, the, uh, the, the Bucks had Bruce go take a physical. Bruce is a little nervous about this. <laughs> And uh, after, you know, getting poked and prodded in, in, in places where he'd never been poked or prodded before, the doctor comes out and he's like, Doc, did I pass? Did I pass? He's like, yeah, I give you a D plus C minus. And Bruce <laughs> is like, yes, that's better I did in college. I passed. You know, you did a wrote a book with Nick Saban 10 years ago, if I recall, right? I, I, yeah, I wrote a book. I've written actually two books on 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 Nick. Uh, one was called The Storm and the Tide about, yes, about, uh, I think that's what you're referring to, about the tornado that ripped through yes. Tuscaloosa, Alabama on April 27, 2011. So, yes. you, so you're a professor at Alabama in journalism. So you know Nick and you know Arians. I would see them as two completely different people. And, and I'm sure there are several distinctions. Are there any similarities between the two personalities? That's a great question. I've never been asked that before. Um, I, I think the intensity with which they approach. Um, and I also, I think there is a misconception of Nick Saban that he doesn't have personal relationships with his players. You know, Bruce was on uh, Bear Bryant's final staff in 1982, yeah. right? And I, I, this has to be correct, but uh, Bruce must be the only active coach who still has like direct ties to Bear Bryant, and um, and 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 Bear Bryant's philosophy was, uh, and this is Bruce's philosophy. Bruce has one picture hanging in his office, and that is, that's of Bear Bryant, and it is uh, uh, coach them hard, hug them harder. And, and, and Nick Saban doesn't seem like this touchy-feely guy, but yet he is very much a, a paternal figure to his players in the same way that, uh, you know, I, I mentioned on the show the other day that Bruce wants to be viewed as a, the cool uncle you want to have a beer with. But at the same time, you know, he will uh, certainly dispense 
words of wisdom and, and, and be there for his players when they're having off the field issues. You know, last year, uh, there came a point when Leonard Fournette was not getting the ball very much. That's right. And several games. And and there was one, uh, I think it was a walkthrough practice where Fournette just sat on his helmet the entire time, didn't participate. And uh, Bruce called him over and said, look, take, take 20 minutes, go into the locker room, call wherever you need to call, and then come back out here and tell me if I need to cut you. And again, using very colorful language, I apologize for the language. No, I love it. it this, is a, this is why they, God created podcasts. <laughs> um, and tell me, tell me if I need to cut you. And then Fournette did that, comes back out and says, coach, we're good. And since then, Leonard Fournette, not been an issue. And, and you know what? He respected Bruce so much. He resigns with the Bucks for this year. And, uh, and and you could make the argument that the Bucks don't win the Super Bowl last year without Leonard Fournette. Yep. You know, when 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 Brady made that key throw in the NFC Championship game uh, to Scotty Miller right before half, right, the, the touchdown that, that Tampa scored, you know who threw the key block on that? It was Leonard Fournette. Without Fournette making that block, Brady doesn't have time to make that throw. And that's the key play, I would argue, not just of that game, but of the season uh, for, for the Bucks. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, it 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
interestingly, speaking of relationships, Tom Brady and Antonio Brown have a, I would imagine the most, a surprisingly close relationship. Yeah. I mean, uh, when it was, uh, Tom was constantly going into the offices of, of BA and Jason Light, again, the general manager saying, we got to sign Antonio. We got to sign Antonio. Got to sign Antonio. And uh, he kind of just wore them out. And uh, so finally, they call Antonio in after some of his legal stuff uh, had been resolved. Uh, they get him into the building and, uh, and Antonio said all the right things. And um, and so Bruce and Jason decide to take a chance. And again, this is almost like more blind faith in Tom. And I don't want to overstate that Tom played this role of general of assistant general manager, but he certainly impacted the influence or impacted uh, the decisions that Jason Jason Light ultimately made. And then you know when Antonio flies into Tampa, he doesn't know anybody in Tampa, so Tom actually picks him up at the airport. Who picks up people at the airport these days, Colin? <laughs> and, and then, uh, you know, uh, Tom was living in, in Derek Jeter's mansion, uh, the, the biggest house in Tampa. He uh, recently sold or Jeter recently sold it, but he and Giselle uh, lived there last year. And, and Antonio uh, Brown stayed with them for, for uh, a week or two. And just uh, the two would go over the playbook together. And now... Uh, well, you just go back to last season, how important Antonio Brown became to that team. And I think uh, I know he's hurt right now, but moving forward this year, Antonio Brown is going to be an immensely important player uh, for Tampa Bay. Well, they have so much depth on the roster. Gronk and A.B., older players, this is the value of depth. Alabama football has this. You can rest players an extra week or two. They've got depth at wide receiver and tight end. Uh, that's kind of the unspoken edge Tampa really has is that when you have that kind of depth in the defensive line, wide receiver and tight end, you don't have to rush anybody back. I mean, you know, Kyler Murray this week may play for Arizona and they're acknowledging he could literally sit out three games and that would probably be the perfect anecdote to his injury. But, um, you know, th th oh, if you. If you don't mind me, yeah. uh, sorry to interrupt. What was your reaction when you first got word that Tom Brady was signing with the Bucs? Uh, I actually, in a bit of good fortune, broke the story. I was on the air in Sherman Oaks, California, in a building. And uh, a friend of mine, who is not an NFL source, he's a basketball source, but he hangs in a very elite world said, call me during the break. He's a fan of the show. I did. And he said, Giselle said he can play in Tampa. Tampa, it, Florida works. They're not doing cold weather. LA's too far away. I literally hung the phone up, came back, went on the air with it. And uh, for the only time in my life, I beat Jay Glazer and Adam Schefter to a story. <laughs> and, and my initial reaction, Lars, was, oh, wait. It makes sense. Carolina, Atlanta had quarterbacks that were older. Drew Brees was older. 
So part of Tom's success in New England was it was a dysfunctional, chaotic division. So here you had older Matt Ryan. Drew Brees is close to the end. Uh, the Cam Newton situation that had sort of uh, peaked. And the other thing was Tom's like a lot of people that moved to Florida. Tom is older. He's a California kid. He's tired of the cold weather. And I'm like, oh, this makes sense. They're loaded at wide receiver. He had a very intense, intense, no fun coach. Now he goes to cocktails at five Bruce, loaded at wide receiver, warm weather. And I've always believed, Lars, this is kind of one of my theories because I've moved to different networks and different jobs, that, that when you leave a place that you've been successful, you take 75 to 80% of the system that work for you, but you choose a place that has two or three things the other place didn't have. The coach in New England, too intense. The wide receivers, awful. The weather in playoff time, brutal. And so the moment it happens, I'm like, oh, check, check, check. Those are the three things that New England could not provide him with. In fact, Lars, my biggest concern, and I said this multiple times, was I lived in Tampa for two years. Very laid back. There's almost an island culture. Ebor City. Meet you there at 530. I said, how will Tampa deal with Tom's intensity? I'm like, I'm not worried about, you know, completing passes in football, but I've seen Tom scream at Bill O'Brien and Josh McDaniel. Tampa, I, I covered the team for two years. I love the Glazers, but I'm like, it's a loose culture there. It is not intense. And as your book chronicles, the players were almost begging to be coached. They were begging for that intensity. So long story short or short story long, that was kind of my reaction. I'm completely shocked that it worked, but I was more concerned not about the fit and personnel, but the fit and personality with Tom. And I know that Tom really uh, enjoyed the fact that if it's a 1 p.m. Eastern kickoff, he could be at the Jeter mansion uh, by about uh, five o'clock in the pool, <laughs> hanging out with Giselle and uh, just loving life because uh, where, where uh, he was living, it was not far from, from, uh, from Raymond James stadium and, and one buck place. Yeah. Before we let you go. And the book is a season in the sun, the inside story of Bruce Arians, Tom Brady, the making of a champion by Lars Anderson, who's a journalism professor at Alabama has been so kind to give us 30 minutes, but it's, it's a fascinating book. And I think, it's the great dynasty in American sports. Kobe and Shaq, you get about four to five years out of these folks. Steph, KD, four to five years. Pittsburgh Steelers, Chuck Knoll. You don't get 20. You don't You don't get two 10-year dynasties. It doesn't work that way. So I, I continue to think it's it, along with the Michael Jordan documentary, uh, it chronicles one of the most fascinating stories of my sports life. You know, it's funny talking about that. The Michael Jordan documentary showed you how damn difficult it was. Michael was the best looking player, the most stylish player, the best player. His GM, his owner, Rodman, Pippen. You know, you look back at New England and to wrap it up, you didn't hear a lot about it. Tom was sort of the good soldier, right? He took the message. He used to do a morning show on Mondays for Boston right. Radio to spread the gospel of Belichick. And I think, I really do think, Lars, and you'll have insight on this, I think for 15 years, 
it really did work. And then I think about the last four or five after that Atlanta Super Bowl, I think Tom kind of felt like, okay, I'm I'm 40-year-old Tom now. Like, I am the greatest all time. Even Joe Montana acknowledged, that guy's better than me. But I do think, Lars, for 15 years, he was a very happy player with Belichick. I agree. And, um, you know, for the most part, Belichick didn't treat him any different than other players. And, uh, you know, when I was talking to, to Bruce about Tom, like, hey, do you treat Tom different? He's like, hell yeah, I treat him different. <laughs> he can take any days off he wants, you know, and and if he wants to come into my office and, and tell me that that we uh, need to change the game plan, I'm going to listen and most likely I'm going to do it. Uh, of course, Bruce, you know, he's a very he's a very strong, very strong personality. And uh, so it's not going to be just like, okay, Tom gets whatever he wants. I mean, Bruce will light him up, right? And uh, not afraid to do that, uh, either behind closed doors or in front of the media when he thinks that Tom's made a mistake. But I think Tom appreciates that honesty and he, he appreciates the relationship that they have and the open communication. And they just like sitting around bullshitting with each other, Colin. I mean, they really enjoy each other's company. And uh, I, I don't know if Tom, I don't, he never had that at Michigan, never had that with Belichick. And he's got that with Bruce. And I think Bruce, it truly is. He's like an uncle to Tom, right? He's, he's the guy who's ultimately in charge, but he is the uncle to Tom. One last point I want to make. And I thought this was just absolutely fascinating was the uh, the boat parade. Who else in the United States, who else in America could be publicly intoxicated <laughs> and yet and yet become more popular because of it? And I think that that moment humanized Tom. And I love the fact, you know, the, 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 the throwing of the Lombardi trophy, the one voice of reason is Tom's daughter yelling, no, daddy, no, daddy. <laughs> he, does it, he does it anyway. And uh, I mean, that may have been the greatest sort of championship parade of all time. And I know it sort of like broke all these COVID protocols and everything. But, uh, man, they had a good time. And uh, um, again, it, that that to me was just uh um, the the moment where Tom became a true Floridian and became a true Buck was uh, was that championship. Break. Yeah, you could. Um, Tampa's always had, and I go back to Ybor City when I was there. It's a party town. Now it's old. There's a lot of people over 55, 60, but it's always sort of had a loose, fun, tropical culture, and. When I look back at that parade and then after it, Tom, somebody had their arm around Tom and he's <laughs> he's leaning yeah, into his backup quarterback, Brian Griffin. Yeah. That would have been seen as almost Lars inappropriate in Foxborough. In fact, it was totally accepted and embraced in Tampa. It's like, Tom, this is us. Th this is who we are. We celebrate. We get a little tipsy. And I, I think you really make a point is that that is the reason he chose Tampa. He's been funnier. He's better on social media. He's a funnier interview. He, he, it felt like he was at a prep school with a really stern chancellor. And now he's at a really cool public school where the teachers like the students. That's what it feels like to me. 
That's that's a great analogy. It's a great analogy, and the the players uh, they love Bruce because he he's a straight shooter, and uh, but he also wants to know sort of what is going on in your life. How can I help you? What what sort of uh, advice can I give you if you need anything? What's going on with uh, your girlfriend or your wife? Uh, do you want to talk about it? And Bruce's door is always open. And, um, you know, I've gotten to know Bruce very well, obviously, o- over the years. And and um, I think the world of him. Lars, this was an absolute pleasure for me. Uh, please, folks, indulge in the book. It's terrific. And I love people who deeply care about sports and can share stories because I've always thought that what makes my job so much fun is just the connection, the emotional connection, fans, media, athletes. And when you can break it down, be it a Michael Jordan documentary or a book like this and share with people, it just the visceral connection between them and us. And the fans in the middle is so much stronger. I think it's wonderful work, great storytelling, Lars, and continued success. And if you see Nick Saban, I really do love him. Uh, I think the world of him. Say hi, please. I will. I will. I'll probably see him uh, here in a few days. So, uh, yes, I'll, I'll pass along your regards. All right. Thank you so much, Lars. Thank you so much, Colin, for having me. All right, everybody, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. So much free stuff. Wonderful. More of me. America needs more of me. I think that's understood. The volume sports. The volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, 
and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu.